You're listening to HR Mavericks, a weekly podcast featuring leading small business HR professionals who share their experiences and insights to help you know how to turn your HR processes and employee experience into a strategic business advantage. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the next episode of the HR Mavericks podcast. I'm Garrett Justice, and today I'm joined by Anthony Howard from the Atlanta area. Anthony is a founder, CEO, lead facilitator, and coach at HR Certified. Anthony, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm doing really great, really great. Good. It's kind of hot here. I think it's hot everywhere, but other than that, I'm doing great. You got the hot and humid down there in the South, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now I escaped from Chicago, uh, which is the total opposite of that to come here. So I'm embracing it. I think I got a little tan too. Yeah. Looking good. (laughs) Looking good. We're super excited to have you on the show and really to dive into this topic today. But before we do, we want to get to know you. So tell our listeners just a little bit more about you and your background and what your company HR certified does. Yeah. So again, I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. My initial goal in life was to be an elementary school teacher. And that didn't quite work out so well for many reasons. And so I had to find figure out what I'm going to do with my life. I came back to Chicago from school, entered corporate. I walked in a call center. And one of the first HR jobs I got was working in a benefit service center where I was taking calls like, hey, I am got married. I want to add my wife onto coverage. Hey, mm-hmm. I want to know if I'm at the doctor's office and I can't get everything updated. And there was something that sparked it. it, There was something that sparked at that time because I got excited over reading like things like summary plan descriptions. Who gets excited about that? (laughs) I was like, well, this is a thing. This is a thing. And so one day somebody came to me and was like, Anthony, you sure you just want to do benefits? You don't want to be a generalist? Mm -hmm. I said, I never thought about that. And so I went on the path to wanting to be a uh, HR generalist. And I had been in benefits for five years at this point. Mm-hmm. And everybody kept telling me, oh, you're a benefits guy. You're not a generalist guy. And I was like, well, how in the world can I get into this? Yeah. And so I was with a company that's, that sponsored me to get my PHR certification. Mm-hmm. And literally three months from there, I moved into my first generalist role. I took a pay cut to do it, but it was the uh-huh. best decision I ever made. And I went along that track. And 20 years later, here I am. I'm a strategic HR business partner. I've worked in multiple industries. But if you notice my pathway, what launched me was certification. That's what got me in the door. And so because of that, I owe so much to it that I just became a passion project. And here I am. I love it. I love it. That's a perfect precursor story for what we're going to talk about today. So we are super excited to have you on the show. And I got to ask too, you know, what, you know, you've been in the space HR, right? Generally for across lots of different companies for, you know, years now, what's kept you in the space? What have you loved about it? That's really kept you in the HR field. And this answer to this question differs for everybody, but for me, it was the variety. Mm -hmm. It was being able to be Every company that I was with, every role that I had, it just created, you know, there were new challenges that were out there. Some Mm -hmm. examples of when I was an HR specialist and I had learned all that information from the sort of like I literally was able to go to the material and say, based off what we need to go, this is a solution. And I could come across like I'm a subject matter expert, like I've done it before. I uh, implemented a new uh, HRS system. I built up a talent management program. I was able to use the jargon that an experienced person would have. And it allowed me 
to be able to show what I could do. So mm-hmm. for me, what's exciting is being able to be a part of positive change yeah. that's aligned not only to the business, but to employees. And for me, it is if I can do something to improve the quality of life of somebody who choose to work for a company, then I've done my job because yeah. you prove, I mean, everybody's stressed out, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, and I want people to find their passion and what they mm-hmm. really want to do. And for me, I like being a jack of all trades and an expert of none. Mm-hmm. I want to be, I just, I want to know enough to be dangerous, but not too much to where I get into, you know, kind of like a, a you know, a deep vertical. So that's pretty much what that's what interests me. And again, everybody's different. But that's the thing about this field. You can choose to go especially route or do this, you know, this flight land pattern that I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's great. You can definitely see the passion as you talk about what you do. And I love that's part of your goal is to help people find, you know, the their passion too. So, so we want to jump into this topic, Anthony, and of course, bringing you on the show, we have to talk about the value of HR certification since that's really what you do. That's what your company does, yep. right? Yep. So I'm going to jump right into the meat of this because I know you are also a member of the HR Mavericks community and, you, and being a member of that community, which we love, it's awesome. Our kind of shared goal or vision there is how can we democratize HR knowledge and best practices for yeah. everyone, right? And so I can see how some people people might be at odds a little bit thinking about that. You know, these certifications, often there's these big companies that are charging you tons of money to go get these certifications. They're great for the right person at the right time. And so that's really where I want to start. Who are HR certifications for? Who should consider HR certifications? And who are they not for? And what other gaps out there could help fill in some of that knowledge if a HR certification isn't the right thing for you? Yeah, so there's quite a few categories that it's good for, and there are some that it's not good for. The number one profile that it's good for is somebody who's looking to go along the generalist track because getting certified covers the entire domain of human resources, right? From from talent acquisition to training development, comp and benefits, compliance, all of that. So if you're going along that track, HR business partner, or, and also you want to be able to move into leadership, into mm-hmm. where you're at the table with, with coming up with solutions for the company, you need to have, you need to have a good reach across all of the, the capabilities of the human resources function. Yeah. So another that is good for is also on the opposite end, if you're trying to get into the space. And either you're a specialist, like, for example, mm-hmm. for me, I was in benefits. Yep. I see a lot of talent acquisition people that wanting to pivot and want to be more of a generalist. So it's it is a great place that if you go deep and you decide to be broad again, certification is good. Yeah. The other is for entry. Like, hey, I see a lot of people who are office managers who are actually leaders within the business that are looking to pivot to get into HR and then people who are just looking to get their foot in the door. And what it shows in that range is that you're committed. They, you know, when managers see a resume and they see you deeply into this, the number one question is like, why would you want to do this? If, you know, if this is a whole new function for you, that is your solidified commitment that I, I know this stuff and I've actually took a further step than I needed to make myself marketable for you to give me a shot. Right. 
Now, the other end is who is not good for. Right. So what I find is the individual is not good for. And again, it's about timing and everything like that is if you're just if you're not certain that this is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're confused about like, I just want to use this to be able to get exposure. No, this is not the route to go about doing that. And then the other scenario that is not good for is thinking that once you get it, that success is going to come like immediately. I think I was kind of like a little bit of an exception to the rule because the company I wind up pivoting to, they had exposure to me while I was in a benefits job. Right. Right. But to yeah, you're, it's going to be a while. Like, yeah. like you got to give yourself that time to be able to really get into that role. And then the other is, you know, your financial situation, like where you are. Yeah. This is an investment, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, this is not one of those where, you know, when, I mean, a lot of these training courses, like I've seen, like, for example, the ATD, the training development at their courses, it's like fifteen, sixteen hundred, eighteen hundred dollars Mm-hmm. or designations and things. And it's just like, it seems like it's un- unattainable. So what I would say there is be strategic with the way that you use your resources. If you're with a company that is devoted towards training development, talking to your manager that this is what you want to do. And I know one thing I've been able to do with those that try to get this, I've gotten people approved to get this course covered on your tuition reimbursement. Because normally you think like, oh, that's a course. It's not going to be covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a course and it's a pass fail. You pass, mm-hmm. you get the certification, you fail, you don't, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a creative way to do it. And I've also seen scholarships. There's, you know, it's not yeah. often, but there's some companies who are willing to, you know, have scholarships. I know that we're going to have one for the for the junior level. So sometimes, you know, there, there could be opportunity there. One more thing mm-hmm. is joining nonprofit HR organizations, because a lot of times uh, they want to motivate their members to stay they want to develop them to so that it can be, that's a good way to do it as well. But yeah. it, it is, but think about it. And again, I, I know that the cost is like, you know, sometimes it feels like it could be un, unreachable, unattainable, but it is an investment because the money that you put into it, your mission is to get that money back and fold in your career trajectory. Yeah, that makes total sense. And those are such excellent tips. I kind of threw you a hard question from the get-go and I think you just knocked it out of the park. So excellent tips. I really want to dive into this a little bit deeper. So help us really understand, I think you've touched on this, but what value does an HR certification truly provide? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's be a little cocky for a moment. Those letters after your name look good. That's right. They look good on resumes. They look good on stationery. Mm-hmm. They look good on your email signature. Like, I don't have to know HR to know that you certified because HR is in the certification. Like, oh, he's certified. Yep. They don't have to know. So it's good for branding. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good to say that this. And when you think about certification, you think, OK, if I had a professional, every professional position has a designation, right? Mm-hmm. Would you rather go to a certified accountant or would you rather go to an accountant? Mm-hmm. More than likely, you'll be like, oh, I'm going to go to certified. You don't know nothing about the certification. You just mm-hmm. know they certified. Something about that seal. It does something for the person. It gives an increased level of credibility towards whatever you're talking about. So that's number mm-hmm. one. Okay. Now, the number two, which is re- really re- the reason why you should be doing this, is so that you can be comfortable with 
being able to provide comprehensive solutions to people issues and challenges, right? You don't have to be a subject matter expert in anything. And I'm saying this from just pure experience is that this, you can, if you study this right and you're working or you're looking to get into someplace, you can literally get your whole game plan out there. So when I think about like you take a training class to to be a master trainer or you go for business strategy or you go for business analytics, all those cost money individually. Mm -hmm. I envision like a course in which all of that is in there and mm-hmm. it covers the surface of all of that. And you can go and pull and go deeper if you need to. That's perfect. And I think that's the number one thing. It's the value add. So you can, <coughs> excuse me, so that you can gain the confidence to be able to pitch. And here I go. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm hitting buttons on my keyboard <laughs> and everything. Okay. Losing um, his voice the whole bit. Okay. Huh? Lose about everything. You see yeah. him back there just judging me. You see, you see that little <laughs> thing right here? But the value add is instead of taking this process to pass the test, mm-hmm. you should be doing this so that you can establish a whole new baseline to work from that's going to launch your career. Yeah. And that's what that, and that's what I pride myself in is what is that formula to do that? So that, look, you can rock and roll regardless of wherever you go. And this getting that allows you. So that's those are the two reasons. I love it. Yeah. So really, it's about, you know, the branding piece, like you talked about, being able to show that, you know, what you know, your stuff, right? You know what you're doing. And then the confidence piece so that you actually have that foundation to build on to actually make an impact at your company. Right. Yeah, that's it. And what's going to be key again outside of that is being able to. And because a part of that, like, for example, the one thing that's taught is that we have to know the language of business. Mm-hmm. We can't go in with all of this jargon and everything. We have to understand how we are an enabler of the business. Right. Right. People don't report to us. What we do is we help them. If you're doing terminations, you're in the wrong place or they don't know what HR truly do. We are <laughs> helping the business to minimize risk. And if that means that we're being advocate of an employee to be able to do, that's what we're doing. It's like, Everything we do should be able to help the company. Yeah. Great. Awesome. So help us make sense of all of these different HR certifications that are available. So someone coming in new, you know, there's so yeah. many that are out there, right? So so yeah. where do you even start? Yeah. So I'm going back. I'm going to date myself for a little bit. But at the time that I entered the profession and I gained designations, it was a lot simpler. The landscape was simpler. It was just HRCI. And what's really interesting, people don't know this, SHRM, HRCI used to be in the same building as SHRM Hmm. when all of this was going on. And there was a change of direction. And in that change of direction, they they decided to go another way of testing. Mm -hmm. And it was a bitter divorce. I'm just going (laughs) to let you know, it was bitter. It was, you can Google it and you're like, (laughs) oh, so the people who were there, we knew what it was. And so after that, now we got two domains. We got SHRM, Mm -hmm. we got HRCI. But there's only a few categories here that you need to be aware of, right? (laughs) The qualifications are pretty much the same with some exceptions, And so since we don't have time to go through all of them, I'm just going to do the bigger one. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start off with the entry level people, right? APHR is the one, unless you are going for a degree in human resources. And when you do that, what's going to happen is you can sit for the SHRM CP. But I do recommend that if you're entry level, you do APHR, right? The SHRM CP and the PHR have equivalencies to each other. 
And so it's more along that generalist route that -hmm. you're looking to do or a senior associate or junior business partner. That's perfect. Both of them align with one another. The senior level is all about strategy. You're doing more, you're doing less tactical and more strategic, meaning that you're in the offsite planning meetings. Mm -hmm. You are giving status updates to, you're the one representing, you are a leader of either a specialty within HR or of the function as a whole. Mm -hmm. That's where the SCP comes in and the SPHR comes in. And again, there's some exceptions for military, certain degrees that you have, number of hours, cut through all of that and just have that as your, as kind of like where you are. Okay. Awesome. Excellent. That's perfect advice. What about those who say, well, which one should I do? You know, I know the level that I'm at, but do I go, you know, HRCR, do I go the SHRM route and why? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is what I'm going to say. An HR designation is the HR designation. Uh-huh. You're 100% more marketable with one than with none, right? And so my interpretation of it, and again, this is of me, right, is that it's political, right? You want to get the designation that's targeted towards where you want to go. So yeah. if your company has a preference for Sherm, ha, get Sherm. Mm-hmm. If it's for PHR, and you know how you can do it, you don't even have to ask them. Just go to the website. See and do a sort by the company name and see what designations they have and align yourself to that. But you want to know what my true answer is? Get both. Then you won't have to worry about none of that. So if you get the PHR, get the Sherm SCP. If you get the, and you might think that, oh my God, they're different tests, blah, 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 blah. I can tell you from experience that the people who take one of the tests can take the other equivalents. I have not had anybody Hmm. pass one and fail the other. Hmm. Right. It's the same thing. It's just packaged differently. And that's my you see, I got both of them here. Right. It has nothing to do about my preference for HRCI or SHRM. It's just that, you know, to kind of go through that. If I went through that whole process of studying Mm -hmm. all of HR, I might as well get it over with. I got the and then if you pass, that gives you even more motivation to go ahead and just knock that other one out. So that's Mm -hmm. my advice that you get. Go ahead and get both done. But if you can't do that or don't want to do that, then get the one, get the version. It's political. Yeah. Then you get the one that's a preference to your hiring manager that you want to go at the company that you're looking to go to. It makes total sense. That's great advice. So I know we hit on this a little bit earlier, but again, this all sounds just like a ton of work and super expensive. So when people come to you and they're, they know they want to do this, but they're a little overwhelmed with the amount of work that it's going to take or how expensive it's going to be, you know, what do you tell them? What options are really available for people? Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Everybody is different as it relates Mm -hmm. to the way they study and the way they consume information. Um, And there's another um, dynamic that's in this whole thing, which is about taking a standardized test. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just getting out of college, that part ain't going to be a problem. But a lot of professionals that are getting certified are, you know, they're, they are working adults. And they hadn't, the last time they took a test was to get into either their graduate program or undergrad, SAT, ACT, right? Mm-hmm. So really, it really depends on the person. And that's what I really pride myself in, in doing is coaching them based off their needs and tailoring a plan that works best for them. But I'll, what I'll do for the purposes of this discussion is kind of go over the, what the ideal would be. And then you can adjust up or down from here. Okay. This is a three. If you're committed to doing this and you're a working adult, 
you are reasonably able to go through the course of study and sit for the exam within three to four months. Okay. What does that mean? That means that you'll have to dedicate somewhere between three to four hours a week towards this process. And how that you do that is up to you. The best way to study is incrementally because HR material is boring. You're not reading a Game of Thrones book or nothing <laughs> like that. Like this is boring stuff. Mm-hmm. And so if that's the case, take it a little at a time. Mm-hmm. And the best way to do it that I did, this is the part I didn't have, is being able to go by going through a course is bringing that content to life through examples, the stuff that I'm talking to you about. Mm -hmm. And that solidifies it even further when you're able to say, okay, how is this applied in the real world? Especially if you hadn't had any experience around it. Mm -hmm. But if, again, three to four months, if you're consistent with it, but if you're finding challenges in the material, like don't brush yourself, like spread it out longer if you need to. It's not a matter of if it's when, right? Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I don't recommend accelerated course, even though I, you know, those are things that we do offer. I don't, I, that is a, Hey, I need to hurry up and get it done because I got this requirement for my job, but Mm -hmm. to really get the, it's three months, like Mm -hmm. it's 12, 12 to 14 and bring it out depending on just how well, and then take a pre, pre, take a Mm pretest, like go to the Sherm. They have, you can buy like $50 and get like a pretest so you can kind of gather where you are. You've yeah. got to have established a baseline to establish what that study plan will look like. But again, 12, 14 weeks, dedicated time to be able to do it. If you have a life expectancy thing that's happened, then you need to extend that on out. Don't rush it. Yeah. Great advice. Excellent. Next question I have for you is really just on getting into the HR profession. And so I know that there's a lot of people that want to do that and it can be a hard to know, how do I get into this? Do I need a certification first? Do I need experience first? You know, in fact, I have a friend, a family friend who couple of weeks ago, kind of started asking me some of these questions because she knew knows that I host this podcast, interact with people like you and said, you know, she's been out of work for some time as she's has some younger kids. She's wanting to get back into it. She's never worked directly in an HR function, but she's worked in, you know, tangential fields. She knows she has this desire to get into HR, but just doesn't know where to start. So for people like her, what tips Mm -hmm. can you provide those HR job seekers of of where to get started? Network. So she's already done number one thing with linking up with you. You need to network at the places that could have your target, even if they don't have a position open, right? Mm -hmm. And then also you need to network with the people that are in the role that you're looking to get. Mm-hmm. Hey, tell me more about the role. What you do? What the day in life would look like? Do you mind, you know, letting me know any opportunities that come open? It is a non-traditional route. But what I do find, and it's a lot of that happens here in the South, is that it's not about what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to human resources and getting your foot in the door, we're no different. And why I say that is because... The HR profession in itself, and I'm just going to say, like, look, I'm in it or whatever. Like, we're really judgmental people. Like, (laughs) I posted something the other day letting people know that we got a job open, but then I put a disclaimer saying, I'm not the hiring manager. Don't call me. Right. We don't refer nobody. We Uh like, that's the thing. Like, we don't refer anybody, especially Mm -hmm. if we don't know them. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's just part of the whole aspect because we take great pride in our brand and what we do. And all it takes is this one person. It mess up and you're just like, oh, I ain't taking no more referrals from Anthony, right? <laughs> I just want to say, don't take it personal as it relates to that. 
but it yeah. requires, but that requires you to build the relationship with the person, right? Yeah. So do that. Also be a part of, of associations as well. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, like I know that there's a keynote speaker or whatever, but the meat, the sauce and everything is the networking. Like yeah. you can't, you cannot work in this profession and not feel comfortable in talking to somebody who you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not, you might want to rethink this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to network um, and network at these conferences, network online, net, you know, uh, connecting with people. I, you know, I do it all the time. I, I reach mm-hmm. out and it's like, oh, that I, I've no, I don't know anybody that work at that company. And it's, I'm let me reach out and say, hey, I would love to network with you. Right. And Mm -hmm. nurture those relationships, not to the point where you're distracted from everything else that you're doing in life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, hey, when the birthday come up and that thing come up, like that's a perfect time. Hey, you know, Mm -hmm. or if they congratulated you a few times, then you're just like, hey, thank you for supporting me like throughout this whole journey. So networking is good. The certification would also help. I wouldn't say it's required, but it would be definitely helpful. Because this is the thing, and this is the data that say, that that says it. There's and in the entry level phase, there's only about three percent of people who got who are certified. Hmm. So you're actually more marketable at the junior level of certification than you do when you go up the upper ranks. Because more than likely, if you're a director, manager, more like you already have it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the it, what I'm saying is that you actually have more value at that level than any other. So, but it's not, it's, it's not required, but it's definitely recommended. You definitely stand out. Yeah. Interesting. Really good tips. Well, Anthony, this has been such a great conversation. There's so much you've shared. I'm sure we could talk on this topic for, you know, an hour longer, but uh, uh-huh. as we, you can as, like, come on, bring it, bring it. That's bring right. It, that's right. We could just keep going this, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, unfortunately we have a, don't have enough time today, but we really appreciate you joining and sharing some of these tips with some of our listeners. As we do kind of wrap up here, if there are listeners that want to get in contact with you because they want to ask you additional questions because they want to work with you or they, whatever it is, what's the best way for them to contact you? Okay. For to reach out to me directly, I live on LinkedIn. I'm in the feeds. So you can reach me at Anthony Paris How on LinkedIn. Also, you can send me an email at anthony at gethrcertified.com. Excellent. We will drop the links to both of those in the show notes. Last question I have for you, Anthony. You know, typically we like to wrap these up with just our guests sharing a tangible tip that our listeners can do this week. So what's one thing that you think our listeners can or should do this week to help improve their HR or people functions at their own companies? Yeah. Get some rest. Right. Pause for a moment. We've just come through a pandemic that has challenged us in every facet of our lives. And for those of you who work in HR, it's even doubly so because our employees were going through it. Yeah. And so you got to take a pause, relax, tap into something that you get your zen from. For me, I can't wait to Game of Thrones come out in Mm -hmm. in late August. Until then, I'm playing the board game. Okay, I'm back. And... (laughs) Just find that thing, find that place, find that that activity that that will allow you to be able to have like a peace of mind. I actually and also have something where like something in the office It's not for people who come in here. It's for me mm-hmm. when I go through it and I have to, you know, I'm there. I'm in that vineyard. I'm having sipping, sipping some wine and I'm relaxing, thinking about what my future state will look like. Love it. So, yeah, that's my tip. Take care of yourself. 
Because yeah. you can't take care of anybody else until unless you're taken care of. And we're being challenged in every aspect today. Yeah. Excellent tip, especially for HR people. We've seen definitely a lot of burnout the last few years. So take a minute and relax and recuperate. So thank you so much, Anthony, for taking your time to be with us today. We hope you have a great rest of the day. All right. You too, Garrett. Today, enduring companies know that their people are their most important assets and they invest in helping them excel. But often, small businesses with limited HR resources struggle to manage their people, payroll, and processes efficiently and create an environment where frontline, deskless employees thrive. That's why we created Eddie. Eddie is the all-in-one HR suite built for local businesses that streamlines tedious HR processes and improves the employee experience for frontline workers. With Eddie, you can hire, manage, pay, and engage employees with one easy-to-use software. No headache required. You've already done the hard part by creating a great business. Now let us help you take it to the next level. Visit eddie.com today to request a demo.